Hey, welcome back to Optimism Vaccine. I'm Steve. And joining me live from an isolated farm in mid-Michigan, it's a guy who's really excited to talk about dancing small children. Adam Myros is here. Movie of the year. Movie of the year. Movie of the year. Well, I mean, yeah, show this guy any 11-year-old and he'll say that. Also (laughs) joining us is a man who was baptized in the River Shannon and raised on the moral teachings of Ross Naroon. Jack Eason is here. Did I say that right? Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, no, that was uh, convincing. Um, these are cultural references that will leave most people baffled, including myself, because yeah, I don't know how me. you hear about this stuff. Well, I um, I know about uh, the River Shannon because I Googled Limerick, which is where you're from, and <laughs> <laughs> I know about Rosaroon because I was like, hey, Susan, what's that weird-ass like, East Enders... Uh, like soap opera where they only speak Irish, and she said Ross and Rune. Yeah, right, that's that's it. Good, good. That's See, it. I pay attention to shit. Well done. I was in Ireland for five days, uh, in case you don't know. So five too many, if you ask me. We got a real expert over here. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, pretty fucking serious. God, this beer's terrible. Um, also joining us, we got a special guest today. Uh, she's got bylines at the Metro Times and Mag- Brain Magazine. Anna Gavrilovska is here. Anna, how you doing? I couldn't be more excited to talk about pedophilia and right-wing paranoia. <laughs> this has been like a big like buildup for you too. Because when I first reached out to you, I was like, "Hey, you want to talk about like Republicans and pedo shit?" You're like, "Sign yes. me the fuck up." <laughs> been waiting my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to get right the fuck into it. Um, you know. This is a special episode because we are bound by duty to ride the cultural wave and cash in on insipid bullshit discourse. So we're we're talking cuties today. I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start with what the fuck is cuties? Myros, you wanna try and explain this one to me? Uh sure, sure. Uh it is uh you know, a blight on society. It's a ruining <laughs> moral moral fiber across this <laughs> land, but uh, really, it's just a, a, a French movie that's a, a coming-of-age movie about a, a young girl who's going through a, a personal crisis and uh, is influenced by the sexual imagery uh, on the internet. And uh, yeah, that that's pretty much what it is. It, it's actually quite interesting and, and good, but uh, you know, it's more important that we be outraged about it's uh, the fact that uh, we're confronted with the sexuality of of underage girls and uh you know whether that's acceptable in society or not uh, these are the questions the directors are asking but uh you know when when confronted with these questions what i say is uh we got to get rid of it man yeah burn it to the ground uh <laughs> i want to talk about like what the fuck is going on around this movie before we actually talk about the movie so uh, it, Cuties has been out since January. It, was, it played at Sundance before like COVID and the world shut down and all that bullshit. So it's been around. Like People have known about this movie. And it, recently, Netflix, uh, they purchased it and they decided to release it. And because they hire like a bunch of 22-year-old interns to just write the copy for their movie descriptions, 
and they don't pay attention to anything because they buy up dozens and dozens and dozens of movies and don't actually give a fuck about any of them because it's all about pleasing the algorithm. So they put out a kind of misleading, dumb description about the movie Cuties that said, an 11-year-old girl joins a fun twerking dance team or something mm-hmm. to that level. And then they put out a poster which takes an image from the final dance scene in the movie that shows the girls kind of like posing in maybe a adult or suggestive way. And uh, they decided to do away with the French poster, which is just a nice picture of some carefree children. So uh, people got mad at the poster and then they got mad at the description. And then I think like probably one conservative actually watched the movie and the rest of them just heard about it. And then all hell kind of broke loose. So our boy Ted Cruz has called for congressional hearings. I think he wants to put France in jail or something. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard said that this is a pedophile training video. <laughs> uh, and what the fuck does that even mean? I know exactly. Like that's that's my favorite thing. I think people are pedophiles as they're not. You know, train them to become. <laughs> And well, the, my favorite thing is just like people are like, oh my, this caters to pedophilia and all of these child molesters are going to watch this and God even knows what they're going to think. Like if you're a fucking disgusting child touching piece of shit, you're like, man, I really want to get my rocks off. Should I go on the internet? And you're like, mm, no, what if I turned on a French film with subtitles and just kind of waited around for like a 30 second sequence of dancing? That's my shit. Like... <laughs> What the fuck? doesn't make any fucking sense. But I want to take you to, um, you know, the real filet here of Cutie's discourse. And that's, of course, from uh, fringe right-wing online blogs and uh, websites. So I want to start with uh, our boy Prison Paul. Anna, do you know Prison Paul by any chance? I don't know Prison Paul. Well, yeah. I Um, mean, please tell me who Prison Paul is and what he brings (laughs) to this conversation. Prison Paul is a guy who's online a lot, and that's because he basically lives in his basement 24-7. So and when I say in- that, I'm not being hyperbolic. Like He's not in he's prison. He's bragged on Twitter. No, he's not okay. in prison. It's a prison okay. of his own creation. A metaphorical okay. <laughs> prison. A prison planet, yeah. if you will. Okay. I don't know. Are you familiar with Creed's My Own Prison? Because that's kind of like what Prison Paul has created. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Essentially, yeah. he's just a... He's a Alex Jones cohort, right? Alex, he's yeah. an Alex oh, Jones. Okay. England based, right? Like he's yeah. based in England, yeah. but talks about America consistently. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he's big on like Sharia laws coming to America, and cultural Marxism is rotting the brains of everyone. And if only uh, it yeah, would. it's just. I know, that's what I keep saying. <laughs> if only we lived in the world that conservatives are afraid of and think that is already here. Like, fuck, it's, it'd be yeah, great. They, we, they wouldn't know how happy they could be. But anyway. Yeah. So anyways, Prison Paul is, he's like an Alex Jones type of guy, but he literally doesn't leave. Like, he's bragged on Twitter about how, you know, he only goes out, like, twice a week for an hour to get, like, bologna so he can make sandwiches in his fucking basement. He's a total psychopath. <laughs> so uh, he, of course, said in, in his article that he wrote about cuties, he started off by saying, if you defend cuties, you either haven't seen it or you're a fucking pedophile. So mm, I guess we're in trouble. Uh, he goes Uh-oh. on to say in his article that uh, the Netflix movie Cuties, which has received a massive backlash for sexualizing children, also features subtly, subtly placed communist hammer and sickle messaging in some of its scenes. Uh, and then he's got a screenshot from like where the girls are dancing, uh, like where they practice their dancing. 
and there's a uh, you know there's like a graffiti wall, and on there there's like a there's a hammer and sickle, Soviet hammer and sickle. Uh, he says the scene clearly shows that a communist hammer and sickle has been painted over the graffiti on the wall behind the characters. It's obvious that the symbol stands out from the rest of the graffiti and was deliberately put there by the filmmakers. So basically, this is this is communist pedophile propaganda. That's where oh. that's where we're skating towards. Okay, so now we're gonna go one layer deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you're ready for where I'm gonna take you now. Well, okay, I already, so like, already hadn't heard the communist stuff, so I go. Please go oh. on. It's always. It always comes back to Marxism and communism. Like that's I, their I, biggest fears. Yeah, which surely, I mean, that, that's the actual fear. That's they're not afraid of that. They're not afraid of sex. Anyway, go on. Absolutely. Wait, what, what's worse yeah. than abusing children but sharing them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> they're they're actually they're not against the the pedophilia. They're against the passing around. That's yeah, that's more exactly. their their issue. Oh. All right, so we're gonna go one layer deeper. Oh my lord. Okay, so we're we're going to Zero Hedge. Are you familiar with the website Zero Hedge, Anna? No. Oh God, we're okay. So this is a website that I actually learned about because it's in that same sphere of like Infowars and like weird shit that like your shitty conservative family members share on Facebook. So I learned about this website because my dad was constantly sharing articles from it on Facebook. Oh, boy. And uh, I mentioned to him, I was just like, did you see the, the name of the author of all these articles? And he's like, no. And the, the person who penned all of the articles that he had shared was uh, Tyler Durden. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> so... I had to break it to him that that was a pseudonym. <laughs> it's, it's about time he got some respectable, like a respectable job. Oh. He turned it down in the movie, so good yeah, for him getting his life it. together. Exactly, you know he's got he's got to make an honest living. So Tyler Durden, and wouldn't you know, old Tyler Durden pops up again on Zero Hedge, and he has decided to write about cuties. And uh, I got a big chunk here because the Tyler prose is incredible stuff. <clears throat> So this is like some real like fucking heart of darkness shit. So I got I got to kind of set the mood here if you guys don't mind. Let me uh get going. There you go. I'm actually going to turn this down a little bit. I feel like it's really fucking loud. All right. There we go. A little more subtle. Okay. We're going in. Tyler Durden writes, "I have now watched portions of this film." including dramatic story scenes to get a fair sense of the total content, as well as clips of the notorious scenes that have enraged the public. And I can say without a doubt, this film is, in fact, child pornography, according to the Just Department of Justice's legal definition. A warning, I do not recommend watching this movie yourself, but if you do, be warned. The content is highly upsetting. You can wrap child porn in as many declarations of art and discourse as you like, but at the end of the day, it's still child porn. The fact that it was directed by a woman from Western Africa that migrated to France is irrelevant. African women migrants can be pedophiles and psychopaths too. And yes, <laughs> anyone that would expose 11-year-old girls to this kind of filmmaking is indeed a psychopath. And Jack, I know what you're saying right now, like this is typical conservative American bullshit, but I know you're thinking, does does old Tyler Durden, does he have a little bit of film school background? Does he want to talk a little film theory? <laughs> yeah, that, that was... Is that what you're thinking? Quite, yeah, that and the, I watched portions of the film, but carry on. <laughs> you watched portions of a film <laughs> that he believes meets the Department of Justice's legal <laughs> definition of child pornography. Including so, dramatic parts. 
Yeah, <laughs> not the dramatic just the dancing parts, too. Not just the... over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> in slow motion. Okay, so here we go. The cinematography methods and camera angles are what give it away. And anyone that has studied film understands how this works. Sexualized film subjects tend to lend themselves to a certain form of cinematography, which is designed to glamorize and entice. <laughs> is that like a lens? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. That's... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you know, the mise-en-scene, but the, it's the mise-en-child ass. If you are aroused by 11-year-old children, then you are psychologically defective and should be separated from the rest of society for the good of all. There are certain behaviors that cannot and should not ever be adopted by society as Tala. This is one of them. If there is anything positive to be had from the elitist establishment's obsession with getting us to accept child abuse as normal, it is that they continue to expose the demons that they are. Luckily, it seems America and much of the world has rejected cuties outright, and any interest in the film seems to be due to morbid curiosity about how such a disaster could have been produced and distributed. Hollywood is never going to convince the public that child abuse is okay, but they will continue to try until we put them out of business. Um, and, and keep in mind, this was the, the second half of this article. Before he even mentions cuties, he writes like 2,000 words about how the, like, the Hollywood sex cabal and all that shit, so... Great stuff from Tyler Durden over at Zero Hedge. It's really interesting to me because so far as I'm aware, like, I mean, one of the right-wing personalities I'm aware of, Alex Jones, I believe, uh, lost custody of his children and then declared his entire uh, career to be performance art to try and get them back. And we're here mm -hmm. concerned about the left abusing children and being unfit to, to foster and care for them. So, um... Correct. Yeah, good. Okay, great. We're all... Okay, well, cool. Makes sense. And if we if we dig into Alex Jones... Isn't it more of a conservative tenet to, like, believe in, like, corporal punishment and stuff of that nature? I didn't realize it was a Hollywood cabal pushing this agenda. Apparently. Yeah. Hollywood cabal, man. That's it. Uh, keep in mind with Alex Jones, too, uh, the reason why he's probably going to go bankrupt sooner rather than later is because uh, <laughs> he was sued out of existence by the Sandy Hook parents for saying that their children didn't die in a mass shooting and that they were all crisis actors. Oh, so. I thought you were going to say because he has a very obvious cocaine problem that's costing him millions. <laughs> <laughs> but just last week he accused Oprah of being a pedophile, like openly on his show. So yeah, honestly, if, she if she wants to open up litigation, that dude is in a serious amount of trouble. But whatever. Dude, Alex is popping off, man. He knows He's that if, if, he, if he throws enough shit at the wall, something will stick eventually. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So this this is where we are. This is where we are with cuties. Now, Myros, I asked you what this is about. I yeah, guess we got to get yeah. out here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let our esteemed guest just kind of lay it the fuck out. Sure, Anna, sure. Is this is this child pornography? Did we watch child porn? No, of course not. And it's barely even like we were. Look, so I watched it last night, and my boyfriend and I were like primed. We're like, okay, there's gonna be something that's like pornography at some point. <laughs> and we were disappointed. Even the twerking, <laughs> even the twerking was like, in my opinion, very mild. Pedophiles yeah. would be disappointed. It, no, they wouldn't. But mm -hmm. but no, anyway, I, <laughs> I do I do wonder if these people have ever watched a movie like a French coming of age movie from the eighties because that would really spin their head. <laughs> well, no. The other thing too is like, okay, the poster was the problem. Okay, 
dance moms and toddlers and tiaras. Like those are actually like babies and they look yeah. the same way. And, and they're like real ass moms, like yeah, really exploiting yeah, their children in a very real, real way. People. That's not a fucking story in a movie. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it basically looks like the poster for like fucking Bring It On or something. Yeah. Except, uh, I mean, those are underage girls in the narrative of the story, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's worth like, I mean, just to clarify, um, for anyone who hasn't watched the movie, like its strongest, uh, uh, whatever haters have not done. Um, I mean, the theme of this film is very clearly that children are subject to sexualizing forces and that that's bad. That's the movie. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, totally, and very but... explicitly, like you can't come away from this thinking the opposite. That would be insane. <laughs> and the other yep. thing that is so striking is the main character, Ami, like she's freaked out the whole time. Like, she, oh, yeah. even when she's, you know, doing like practicing dancing in the bathroom, she like, she just seems like she doesn't seem like she's into, I mean, she does seem like she's into it, but she seems like it's, it's these forces acting on you when you're like a, a young girl and you're like, oh my God, what is like, what am, what is my body doing? What is the world doing? And everything is just mm -hmm. like stressful. And, and she just seems stressed out all the time. And it's like, not like nothing about it is sexual. It's very, like, anx yeah. anxious. It's very an the anxiety-inducing part of childhood. Exactly. Like, I, I, there's nothing that's... Unless you graft sexuality onto what's happening... Exactly. There's there's nothing sexual. It's It's uncomfortable to watch, just like watching children in any adult situation is uncomfortable... Uh, but it's certainly not glorifying it in any way. And I, I think like that anxiousness, that anxiety, that's what really permeates the whole movie. And and even like uh, Amy's dancing is she, she doesn't like learn to dance. She doesn't know how to dance mm -hmm. and she doesn't learn how to dance. She just records the other girls dancing and then just sort of pantomimes what they're already doing. Or, you know, she'll, she watches... Uh, rap videos and just tries to recreate the twerking that she sees and that's because she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing and she sees that like when she recreates these things she gets positive reinforcement from other people and she's just looking for acceptance and on the other side of things these are very like oh you know you shouldn't twerk your ass when you're 11 yeah fucking obviously um but She's thrust into all these different adult situations constantly. Like she has to care for her infant brother. Mm -hmm. She has to, to, you know, go grocery shopping. Shit that like no eleven-year-old normally ever has to do in like America or something. That's not some shit that you should you should have thrust upon you. Or you know, when she gets her she gets her first period later in the movie, and her grandma's reaction is, "Oh, you're a woman now, and now you can get married." And it's like, holy fuck, she's fucking eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I I don't know. That's that's actually another thing too. Is that if you step back, it's like not even just a movie about a eleven year old girl. It's a movie about like womanhood, and like it touches on yeah. those aspects from a million different places. So, in another way, that is another Republican target. So it does make sense that a movie yeah, about woman, about movie about womanhood is attacked. Of course, it is. Yeah. Well, and that's got to be the narrative, right? Because it's. It's Ted Cruz hears about a movie where children are twerking and he goes, well, these children are being sexualized and it's child porn. And then someone goes, Ted, no, really, it's, it's condemning these things. That's, you know, it's, it's very clear in its, its message and 
I mean, if you have a strong criticism of the movie, a, a good one would be maybe it's a little too overwhelming with its message. Maybe it's hammering home a little too hard. It's too obvious. Yeah. And Ted Cruz goes, wait a second. It's it's uh, it's about womanhood. We hate those even more. So <laughs> double whammy. <laughs> it, fucking it perfect. It is incredible that I like that whatever Tyler Turden piece comes in with like, <laughs> even women from West Africa can be pedophiles, which is just a galaxy brain <laughs> spin. It's literally a woman from who has a cultural history in West Africa, in Senegal, who came to France, who basically made a movie about like, hey, these are some problems I've seen. Here are my experiences. This is, you know, there's something discomforting about Western freedom quote unquote liberty um you know and a bunch of people just turn around and it's like oh this makes me uncomfortable you're a villain and that's that's <laughs> the end of the discussion and i mean it's interesting this film is um the the main character comes from a kind of traditional muslim background and that is also depicted as being not very help healthy or useful to her um she sees her mother upset because of her father is taking another wife who's going to move in with them, you know, is clearly visibly upset about that. Her, her sexuality is mystifying to her. There's no real, you know, she has her period. No one sits her down to explain what that is. They're just like, yes, you're a woman now. Like, that's yeah. not very helpful. Uh, you know, it is, so it, it's kind of this tension between two systems that don't really work so well. You know, there's one scene where the, the girls are at a laser tag game and they get pulled out because they didn't pay they snuck in so they get pulled out by a security guard and the first thing they start doing is claiming you know like you're molesting me or you're a child pedophile like they've learned to harness these things to kind of gain freedom and it's kind of like a, you know it's like a liberation for them they have a control that they can exercise but it's a really unhealthy awkward control and um, at one point a teacher tells them you know they're dressing inappropriately and they start shouting liberty you know they they start you know it's it's freedom of expression it's the the pinnacle of western civilization and this film is basically kind of saying maybe there's maybe we've gone too far in some ways not that liberty is bad but that we have uh you know loaded the bases in certain places in an extremely unhealthy fashion and we're now reaping what we what we sowed and instead of mm. taking that message on, pretty much just turned into shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think the movie does a really good <clears throat> job too of of contrasting like the girls experimenting and pushing the boundaries and, and really like seeing it as they're expressing themselves in a way of gaining more freedom and gaining you know, more liberty or whatever. And then contrasting that with them not knowing what the fuck they're doing with their lives. So there's that great scene where they're they're walking around, they're kind of over by the mall, and some older boys start talking to them because these girls are dressing like, you know, not your typical 11-year-old girl would, I would say. And they it, Amy accidentally gives away that they're 11 years old. They're like, oh, why'd you tell them that we're 11 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the guy's are like, oh, no, we don't want anything to do with you. And, you know, the girls are yelling things at him as they walk away. And, you know, they, they try to present it as them just being like, ooh, boys. And then the next scene after that, they're just putzing around in the woods being kids and one of the girls finds like a condom on the ground and she thinks it's a balloon and she just like blows up the balloon or the condom like a balloon. And then they're like, oh shit, that's not a fucking balloon. And it, that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. It's just they're thrust into all these situations where they're clearly not mentally, emotionally prepared for dealing with any of it. And then they get to see what happens when they try and pantomime these adult situations. And it's it's not good. It's not like this is 
pro 11 year olds twerking in any worth, way worth shape noting, or form like the, the infamous final dance sequences performed to an audience of adults who are looking increasingly just like <laughs> flabbergasted that this is occurring uh, there's no and uh, you know i mean the the old call is is that you know representation does not equal endorsement which is like the key tenet of art frankly i think it has to be and it seems like people have just forgotten that or willfully ignored it like if you're not like i'm uncomfortable the last dance sequence keeps going they end like in a mm-hmm. pose and you're like oh good it's over and then it starts again and yeah it's absolutely pushing you to a discomfort but it's not doing that because it's like catering to the tiny fraction of the world that finds children sexually attractive that's insane that's like an absolutely <laughs> ridiculous reading um but yeah it, it's definitely confronting us with uh, you know, kind of that that spectacle, but then again, I like I don't know because Totters and Tiaras was a popular show. People confronted themselves with that all the time, and apparently, I don't know, ate popcorn and just didn't give a shit. I so I guess yeah. you could debate what's happening, but that's See, maybe another I, issue. I think the difference there is is significant though, because with with this movie, you know, it, it takes something like you know uh, the, the dance sequences. And it kind of slowly manipulates it into something that's just like grotesque and upsetting. And, you know, and it works. It works. Where Toddlers and Tierras just kind of presented as this is a totally normal thing that might seem weird to you, but we promise it's normal. And then you just kind of watch it and consume it and you kind of laugh at it because it's silly. But in reality, like the reality of what it is, is it's kind of fucked up that these parents <laughs> force their children into these horrible pageants where they dress them up like adults and it's just fucking weird. But it's presented in this like nice sanitized, totally chill way. And and the part that we're supposed to get upset about is like when the when the parents are like yelling at each other in front of the children. Oh, that's the worst part is when they're yelling. I can't stand that. Fucking kidding me? God. <laughs> I'm you sorry. see, Jack, <laughs> you're right. It is. It's absurd to think that they're they're aiming this uh, film solely at the small percentage of people who are pedophiles. Because in fact, they're programming all of us to become pedophiles. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! I didn't even think of that. I'm like, yeah, you just you just leveled up your pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, you leveled up, dude. All your experience points went to child touch. Points. My skill points for pedophilia now. <laughs> I just I love the just the logic that that this movie runs with like oh man you know I I watched the uh, the movie Come and See the other day and I'm like damn war's fucking cool like nothing makes me more psyched for war than watching Come and See and uh, I think it's a big pro war movie also and involves fucking children mm hmm mm hmm children getting blown up and I'm just like damn that is I'm I'm rock hard for Come and See that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> there's just so many other movies where it's just like, has have any of these people ever like? There's so much other shit that you can get mad at. Like, okay, I don't know. You ever seen kids before? Maybe get mad at Larry yeah. Clark. No, <laughs> fucking no. Well, yeah, we could probably get mad at Larry Clark, honestly, for many reasons. But here's my thing about pedophiles on the internet because they could get all they need from fucking family YouTube influencers. Hmm. Yep. All the content they ever need is from these families posting their lives on the internet. There's kids taking baths all the time. But yeah. There's no right-wing conspiracy about YouTube influencers. Those are just businessmen, Anna. It's a business. <laughs> You're totally different. right. You're so Maybe if those influencers put, a, put a, a hammer and sickle over their bathroom <laughs> sink or whatever, prison Paul would get on the case. Yeah, That's true. right. 
not enough. Yeah, kids' YouTube is so fucked up. Like, you know, there's all kinds of horrible things on the internet. Like, it doesn't take long to be like, oh, here's an actual murder that I can watch on YouTube. Like, easy. You can find that in two seconds. But if you go to children's YouTube, that's where the most fucked up shit is. It's just like... Like you said, it's 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 weird, like naked kids, and it's fucking like Spider Man and Elsa like humping each other yeah, and shit. Yeah, kids YouTube yeah. is a fucking wasteland of psychotic shit. It's like algorithm created nonsense. Exactly. If you want to hit the nuclear option on like let's like blow up some cultural artifact, I think like kids YouTube is a good place to start. Let's fucking go with that. Conservatives, fucking Ted Cruz, go off on kids YouTube, please, for the love of God, like. That's fucked up. <laughs> and what, what irks me about, like, this film as well is that, or the reaction to the film. So, I mean, 11-year-olds do have sexuality. I mean, it's developing. It's it's a thing that's occurring and really would be- behoove us all to have some kind of an understanding and grasp of that. But there's this, like, overarching war cry of, like, but the children that just alienates, creates this, this gulf between us and children that we can never help them mystify sex and sexuality, creates just, like... And, and all of it is just, like, what children? Like, in particular... Like, what specific children are we helping? It's always this concept of, like, in the future, the children will be better if we all just shut the fuck up and make sure no one has any idea what's going on. It'll be safer and purer. And, you know, this this film is takes that on and, and it is it's one of those things that like american cinema is notoriously poor for doing i mean todd salon's made welcome to the dollhouse and one of his comments about it was that when he was growing up he never saw an american film that showed you know adolescents like he remembered it you know he saw like the 400 blows and los olvidados and other non-american films that show childhood as being mystifying and terrifying and, and unjust and terrible and that was his childhood in a lot of ways. But then in America, it was just the wonder years. You know, this like candy corn nonsense bullshit vision, you know, where everything's great. And so he made Welcome to the Dollhouse, which also pissed off a lot of people because it involved, you know, a lot of really touchy topics because kids say crazy things to each other all the time and do crazy things and don't have an idea what's going on. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, I just don't understand how we keep doing this loop over and over again like every decade multiple times per decade sometimes i just it's it's baffling and bewildering to me and i say this as someone who doesn't even have a, have a kid i literally <laughs> have no horse in this race i'm like i don't i don't want to i'm not mature enough for it but i feel like it would be better if you know we we brought understanding to it rather than just kind of shunting it away and going like that makes me feel icky no more yeah I, I agree. Like, I I think my childhood is way more Don Wiener than it is the Wonder Years. Like, that's <laughs> and yeah. it, it, honestly, if, if you if you had a if you had a childhood that that wasn't at least full of a handful of Don Wiener esque moments from Welcome to the Dollhouse, then I, I don't know. I don't I know mean, what to fucking say to you. I, I don't want in, you in my life. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I've, I've been informed middle school for girls is per, you know possibly the most hellish time period in history for each human. Uh, you know, oh, it's fucked up, man. It's totally <laughs> fucked up. I um, when I was doing my student teaching back in college, like obviously I don't teach anymore, but I I was student teaching for a seventh grade grade classroom, and all those kids are fucking maniacs. Like, 
they're in this weird situation where they're clearly like baby brained idiots, but they want to be adults really, really bad. And they can't control or make sense of anything. Like their brains are just complete jumbles. And it's also hilarious because all the girls are like two feet taller than the guys. So like all the cool guys are walking around with these girlfriends that are like five foot four and they're like, you know, three foot two. They're just <laughs> it's that amazing era, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, This is my girlfriend. It's like she's like three heads taller than you fucking moron. But yeah, they're they're all crazy. They cannot make any sense of anything. Like they want to kiss girls, but also go home and play with Hot Wheels. Like they don't they can't fucking deal with anything. So yeah, it's a weird time and all of their emotions are jumbled up and media is not particularly good at representing that or making it an okay topic to talk about. So that's why you get things like, you know, Todd Salon's getting shit for making Welcome to the Dollhouse or, you know, the, the cuties explosion here. And honestly, if any of these conservative shitbags watched a single Todd Salon's movie, they'd probably be horrified because by my estimation, Welcome to the Dollhouse is significantly tamer than just about anything else he's ever done. <laughs> I, I do wonder as well, like, as they talk about, you know, Who's going to watch cuties? Pedophiles. And they're going to love it. And it's like, but if this movie is about children and deals with, you know, 11-year-old issues, and you sat an 11-year-old down to watch this film, and, you know, there's a dub available, but, you know, for, for Americans who might not, you know, I don't know, if 11-year-old kids tend to watch subtitled films, but, like, in his native France and elsewhere, you know, if you sat an 11-year-old down, they might see something of themselves in the film, and they're also not going to find the dancing on because they're children you know it's not yeah. like a grooming technique it doesn't make any sense to employ it like that but they've they've just imagined an audience and a, and a goal and just kind of just shunted the whole conversation over there even though it is fundamentally insane it doesn't make any yeah. sense whatsoever well and they keep saying I, this is another thing that i've seen on twitter a lot where they're like um, this movie, it stars 11-year-old girls, and I would never show this film to my child, and I cannot believe that this movie about 11-year-olds is out here, because what if an 11-year-old saw this, and blah, blah, and then it's like they can't conceive of a movie that's about something that, and that's not the intended audience. Like, yeah, it's about 11-year-olds, but that doesn't mean it's for fucking 11-year-olds, you moron. Like, what? <laughs> your, oh, your favorite movie is Iron Man. It's like, it's not just for people in fucking metal suits. It's just insane shit. Well, Iron like, Man is, is like the American problem? ideal, because that's like a movie that is for 11-year-olds, you know, but also 30-year-old no. men just too constantly. <laughs> it's just for Elon Musk. Like, but th that's funny, though, thinking about showing this movie to the person who it's about because actually if you did then they would get a story about how giving into the sexuality is doesn't make you happy yeah. you showed it to yeah. them they would actually get an outcome that you that the parent probably wants yeah i think this film yeah. is it is actually suitable for 11 year olds or 12 year olds i don't think it would be disastrous for them to see it um and there's a big there's a big argument about like one of the big conservative kickbacks is that, like, even if this isn't actually, like, catnip or pedos, um, that still having the children do this is terrible. It's unconscionable. And it's kind of like, as we talked about, you know, everything being mystifying to children. The idea that these girls in the film did all of this, obviously had to rehearse their dance uh, routine and everything, were undoubtedly... Um, coached through this by a director and probably by probably they had on school a uh, groomer you mean a groom, yeah. <laughs> but yes they, they were they were groomed to probably talk through all of this in very clear detail 
in, you know, and, and have their feelings weighed in in a way that every backlash to this film suggests no parent should ever do with their own children. It's like, do not talk to your kid about this. You might you might accidentally make yourself a pedophile or something. Like, I don't know what the yeah. the actual end game is. It's like this film, the, these kids probably got an inc- like a really good crash course in thinking about something. And then and that's fundamentally a mind crime to the the like reactionary right who didn't even watch this film, who probably fast forwarded through a couple of sections and then watched the dance sequences, which is literally the creepiest thing you could possibly do. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a lot of that, and not only from right wing people, but also like weird like leftist internet personalities who for the record, if you're a leftist internet personality with a significant following, they always have like, oh, okay, your politics are pretty good, but your ability to talk about film is like fucking negative 10,000. And this is a very strong case of that because they're all like, well, you know, when we depict a murder in a movie, no one's actually getting killed. But here, uh, I, I haven't watched it, but uh, it's depicting child exploitation and saying it's bad, but uh, also it's exploiting children. This is not fucking exploitation. I can guarantee fucking to you. Because, like Jack said, it's it, clearly they they were worked with a director and were coached through this and probably had a great conversation. Were they able to work through this? And when children dance like this, it's not overtly sexual for them. I don't think because they have no concept, yes. no clear understanding of what that fucking means. It's not that different <laughs> from sports. You're just using mm-hmm. your body. Yep. It's that's it. That's it. It's like until you graft that sexuality onto the situation. It's it's nothing. It's just fucking movement. It's like, movement, yes. It's yeah, fine. Yep. <laughs> the problem is with the receiver of the message, who <laughs> apparently all these conservative guys are incredibly horny. That's... And the way they talk about it, it just it reminds me, did, did you guys see the, uh, the the Ben Shapiro clip of him talking about WAP, the, the Cardi B song? Thank oh, God I have not. What, the one where he I heard looked, off, the, his, his, his cell phone that... Heard around the world. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, he's like, um, they're they're uh, they're, they're talking about wet ass pussies, and uh, I just want you to know, my wife is a doctor. He always tells people that his wife is a doctor. My wife is a doctor, and uh, she said they probably have a disease if their pussies are wet because uh, hers is like sandpaper, and she tells me that's totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, I'm, I'm gonna actually play the clip from it because I, I ripped it, and this is every single conservative argument about cuties just sounds like this to me. Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. <laughs> Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. <laughs> there's, nothing, like... there's nothing I love more than a grown man who won't use those words for. He won't say pussy! Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Saying P word is worse than anything in TVs. <laughs> yeah, that's like. I mean, it's deem it acceptable to to say the word whore but not pussy. One of those is an actual insult. Well, you know, if you say W word, people will be legitimately confused. I guess. I just, I, I just love the idea that he, yeah, he can't say those words, but all of this is just so terrifying to him. Like the idea that someone is saying the word pussy, it's just beyond him. And he, he has no rational understanding. Ben Shapiro is actually dumber than an 11-year-old girl when it comes to, like, uh, figuring out sexuality. He's just like, um, well, you know, uh, Cardi B said that she wants someone to hit her back walls, and I feel like that would uh, hurt the structural integrity of the drywall in her home. It's extra confusing because these are exactly the same people who insist the N-word is just a word. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but... 
But the P word is different, Jack. Oh, it's the the other thing that confuses me about this is okay. So we buy into their argument that this film is you know contributing towards it's allowing pedophiles some joy in this world, and they should be deprived all joy completely. So we need to create media that is pedophile proof, that is impossible mm-hmm. for a pedophile to weaponized to their deranged psychosis. What is that? Like, what does that look like? And and how far do we bring that in terms of purifying our media? Because if pedophilia is a mental illness, I feel like, you know, the conception that we should, like, edit our media, you know, to some definition of a mental illness is going to lead us to some very weird places. Well, I mean, I I agree with you because... like you can't you can't avoid this. I'm sure there's a bunch of pedophiles in like 2003 that jacked off to Frankie Muniz and Agent Cody Banks, but uh, clearly that's not a big fucking Never deal. Never thought of that before, uh, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that put that in your head. So, but uh, what what's the solution? Like every movie is Clifford. You just cast a, a, a fully sized adult to play a child. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the answer to that is. It's fucking stupid. Was, There's no was, fucking end game. Yeah, I was trying to imagine. Like, I mean, like like foot fetishes are a little weird. Uh, not illegal, but definitely if you were to try and sit, you know, sit down and explain it, it sounds weird as shit. And I'm like, what would film look like if we were like, we need it? You know, if if everyone got together and rallied against people with foot fetishes. You know, like what what movies would disappear? What what All TV? Of Tarantino's. <laughs> yes. What <laughs> TV <laughs> would become controversial? Like it's just such a, a deranged worldview. Because honestly, you know, if people with any kind of a like alternative perspective, they're gonna find something somewhere. It's gonna sublimate through into something. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's just like it's like I mean, really, it's such a performative. Uh, kind of reactionary stance we'll never change this it doesn't mean anything even if we even if they manage to ban cuties out of existence and somehow get uh, ted cruz prosecutes france and they apologize as they <laughs> always do to america because they take america so seriously politically and they they burn all copies of the film um like you say youtube toddlers and tiara a thousand other like the babysitters club on netflix also stars a bunch of children who may or may not be attractive to someone wired that way i you know where mm-hmm. does it end you know, like so do we get martin short and digitally reinsert him over everyone martin short and everything also <laughs> okay that's just films what about all the kids walking around like where does it oh, end fuck, they're <laughs> we're the fucking open. surrounded well, I mean, they're everywhere the- they are everywhere. So we got to lock up all the kids. Uh, TikTok also banned, which the conservatives are working at that too. So that's that's on the agenda. We're getting TikTok out of here. Um, so I yeah I don't fucking know, man. Like it's it's endless. It's truly boundless. Well, I've heard uh, the so, pedophiles love masks these days. <laughs> Dangerous. Oh, yeah. like maternity wards, and as soon as the child is born, the woman gets put in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Sharia law, but only for babies. Yeah, that's it. I, it's I the only way to keep them safe. That's a good idea. That's <laughs> really good. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels like any way to avoid looking at what this film's actually criticizing is is the attack that conservatives take. You know, it, God forbid we take a look at uh, Western culture and media and the way that we introduce children to things that they're not prepared for, and yet we do absolutely nothing as a society to in any way start to prepare them for this stuff that we introduce into their lives and make accessible to them and treasure youth and sexuality as like 
solidly unified things that we fetishize. You know, like, actually, no one better look at that, because that would really mess things up. So, best to get rid of this movie instead. Yeah, this movie has nothing to say. It's just a bunch of kids jiggling butts, you know? That's... You know, mm-hmm, I wonder mm-hmm. if uh, all these people who are against this movie are also against daddy-daughter dances, because I find those way creepier. Oh, God, oh, yeah, the purity, way, purity rings and stuff, yeah. <laughs> God, I just love going to dances with daddy. Ugh. It's so great. <laughs> it's like, like, it doesn't just seem like Just fucking butterfly that. kisses is playing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I only recently learned what that song is, and you've re-traumatized me. That's what why, the hell dude, is that? Let me tell you what it is. So when you work a shitty corporate job, when you when you like first start working there, this has happened every shitty corporate job I've ever had. They give you a little questionnaire because they like to send out an email to be like, oh, this is our new copywriter, and he likes this, this, and this, and this is what he said to this. You got to answer all these questions. And they always include... What's your like walk-up song if you were a baseball player? Because you know baseball players have the, the song you play when they walk to the plate. What's your walk-up song? And I always say Bob Carlyle's Butterfly Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> and no one ever like blinks an eye, and they always fucking print it. So I'm just like, in the corporate world, I'm fucking Butterfly Kisses guy. That's you're, that's you're my on shit. You're a watch list. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. This is so and and. I honestly, I don't give a fuck about that song. I think it's fucking terrible. But the only other time I've I've had any sort of like interaction around that song, I was actually, Marius, I was with you and we were in Lansing, Michigan. We were at some fucking like redneck asshole bar at two in the afternoon. And there was these guys, these like biker guys, and they were playing pool and they played like three Disturbed songs in a row on the jukebox. Like they played fucking Down With The Sickness and that The Land Of Confusion cover and all this shit. And then I went up and I played Butterfly Kisses. <laughs> which was on the jukebox? Yeah. Which is, oh yeah, it's, it's, it was one of those internet jukeboxes. They have oh, everything. You yeah, can really okay. like wreck people's shit with that. And so I put on Butterfly Kisses and it starts playing. And one of the biker guys came up to me. He's like, did you play that? I'm like, yeah, that was, that was me. And he just goes... This song's really sad, man. And they just walked away. <laughs> so I just totally fucking wrecked his ass emotionally. It's it's heavy shit, man. Butterfly Kisses wow. is heavy as shit. If only it were just sad. <laughs> oh god. But uh yeah, it's uh that's that's pretty much cuties, I guess, in a nutshell. So I have one further note. As I, I shared okay, sure. uh, Anna's experience of, of watching through this, knowing basically very little about it and kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, what's the third act of this? Like some horrible child orgy or something? Uh, no, it, it never manifests. So I'm like, what? Like what? popular Stephen King novel-ish, you mean? Mm-hmm. Beloved yeah. American classic? You know, that's a film yeah, with that actual one actual child orgy? Uh, so yeah, no, I'm like, what the hell's going on with this? I'm, I'm going to look into it. I'm not a, a Twitter man, so I don't know what's going on, what, what the actual controversy is. So I, I'm Googling it. I'm looking on IMDb and there's actually a second movie from 2020 called Cuties that actually seems to have a much more controversial plot. It seems to be about gay men targeted by a, a murderer. It's like some sort of slasher thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I'm watching the wrong movie or something. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> why are none of them about those little tiny oranges? It's it's a Canadian movie that no one has seemingly seen, but it also <laughs> seems to be uh, getting the blowback. It's got a 
1.4 on IMDb with 178 <laughs> ratings that are almost assuredly <laughs> nothing to do with this, this poor film. It's like, yeah, it's like total like napalming in Vietnam. Like it's just collateral damage everywhere. Any Anything even remotely cute or cuties is just getting fucking nuked off the face of the earth I, right I now. I just can't, like I'm just imagining the indignant uh, right winger logging onto IMDb to, to give a one star review to this movie to register their political intent and finding two of them and just be like, it's fine. I'll just give both of them one star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which is which. This is a real protest that should be taken seriously. This is this whole thing is the like the epitome of not reading or reading just the headline of an article. Just the movie version of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, version. yeah. It's American media. What a what is Nancy Grace still on the air somewhere? Because I bet you she's fucking on and on about <laughs> this goddamn shit. I can I can verify that Prison Planet uh, has has uh, published at least seven articles about cuties already. So, good lord. <laughs> Meanwhile, this movie is ninety six minutes long, so it really it's not that difficult to sit through. It's not like you know. Well, not for you, you fucking sick piece of shit. Well, thank you, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you could you could watch this twice in the time it would take to watch fucking Avengers: Civil War. Uh, which is probably even more questionable. I don't know. I didn't watch that one, but I also didn't rate it one star on IMDb. So I think I'm still coming out ahead. I like I like the idea of being an active IMDb reviewer in the year of our Lord 2020. Like, what are you fucking it, doing? It does that? it does showcase like the generation divide because I checked this and like an IMDb it currently uh, Cuties has like a. Uh, it's got a 2.6 out of 10. I think that's gone up. I think it was like 1.9 or something the last time I checked. Like it was really just mm. in the toilet. Whereas on like Letterboxd, which is what actual humans use in 2020, it's got like a 2.5 out of 5. So it's like bad, but uh, you know, there's still, if you check the reviews, you'll still find some absolutely inane bullshit in there. Uh, always from people with anime wow. avatars. Anime, of course, known to be a very child-friendly uh, kind of a medium. Um, but yeah, Letterbox comes out ahead, certainly, in, in terms of uh, its ratings. Like, IMDb seems to be populated only by reactionary 40-year-olds. I actually, I gotta find, I have my favorite Letterbox review of, of Cuties. I just gotta bring it up here. It's, uh, it's, it's some classic shit, like Ultimate Galaxy Brain, just beyond anything that I've, I've ever seen before. <clears throat> All right. You guys ready for this shit? Oh, yeah. Buckle up, no. motherfuckers. Here we Only go. <laughs> All right. So this is my favorite letterbox review of Cuties. I understand what the filmmaker is trying to say, but I feel that it is far too sexual and too graphic. An example of a good way to show that idea is Taxi Driver. It deals with the sexualization of young girls and yet doesn't show Jodie Foster twerking. Twerking in itself is extremely <laughs> sexual. <laughs> One star. <laughs> Does this person believe Travis Bickle is an like unabashed hero too? Yeah, dude. Yeah, like Taxi Driver is good because one, Jodie Foster doesn't twerk. Two, I've never seen Travis Bickle do the Gungam style dance, so it's fucking good, man. Like that's all there is to it. Well, like, if we this... learn nothing, it's a. It, 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 we must always remember that sex is much more dangerous than violent. Oh, of that's course. correct. That's, that's correct. the Ameri I mean, that's the bedrock of American yeah. civilization. That is, basically. that is true. That is, yeah, that yeah. Is the core value of the USA. 
as as watching Goodfellas <laughs> edited for network TV has taught me, um, yeah, you know, you you can censor out all the f words, leave in all the racial epithets and all of the violence, and that's apparent. That's <laughs> general audience. That's fine. That's. That's all you need, man. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I wish I had an 11 year old so I could show him taxi driver just to own the fucking libs. <laughs> but, uh. One thing that struck me about this, like, I mean, as a movie person, like, it's amazing to me that I had to, like, by accident found out because I didn't realize watching it that, like, the, the elder, village elder, um, is played by Messina Therese Diop, who is the lead actress from Black Girl, Ismani Simbene's, like, mm-hmm masterpiece incredible film i you know a film i could not recommend more and it's about you know kind of colonialist violence against africa it's a very deeply uncomfortable film but an amazing film Uh, and she only has like seven film credits or so and she pretty much came out of retirement to be in this film uh and that to me like and it's it's brilliant it's you know this film dances on the same tension between uh, kind of you know traditional versus modernist culture clashes and mm-hmm. um, you know in this case somewhat africa versus western europe and those those kind of elements uh, and to find that out by accident amidst this film that has otherwise just been swept up in the most insane illiterate paranoia i've ever seen it's just kind of amazing like that feels like that should be the event for film players like she made another movie but instead, it's it's fucking Prison Planet just, like, shitting in a bag. Prison Paul? Get it yeah, right. Yeah, what a, that or, yeah. Well, Prison Planet <laughs> is Sounds like website. you're a soy boy who needs his brain pills. <laughs> That's what Prison Paul would tell you. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Well, I, I, th- I think we've finally solved the cuties mystery, which is... We're right, and a bunch of people are probably going to review bomb the pop podcast if they hear this. So that's fucking cool. <laughs> I'm actually, I was, sh- I mean, I knew that there was like a fucking like targeted harassment campaign against this movie online, but I was shocked to mm-hmm. see that it's really got these really bad ratings everywhere. I, I ultimately just feel bad for the director, like more than anything. Netflix screwed yeah. her over. They really, the they really did. N- Netflix did not do her well. And and it's worth it's worth noting she uh, she won the best director award at Sundance to literally no controversy whatsoever no problem None. at all and this is her first film I believe I think it's her first feature uh, for yeah. Mamuna Ducore I I'm probably mispronouncing that but um, like yeah it's it's her first it's her first feature and Netflix gave it a wide release in the US and stuck this stupid ass poster on it and now. She's being like her head is being called for, and I I think Netflix owe her all the money for her next film. Frankly, I mean, instead they're probably just gonna like fucking blackball her ass and take oh, this movie down. Hundred percent. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, and and like it, the rationalization here is, well, it wasn't controversial when it won at Sundance because all the critics saw it. And all the film critics, I don't know. If, yeah, they're also pedophiles. <laughs> they're, they're part of the Hollywood cabal. So, duh, obviously they're going to like it. Un- it unlike it our sense. president, our brave, fearless president, who walked <laughs> yeah. in on teenagers at the Miss Teen USA pageant and has admitted as much in, like, recorded interviews and so, said it with as, Howard like, Stern. point of humor. <laughs> like, I walked in on 15-year-old girls where they were changing because, you know... Why wouldn't you? 
And meanwhile, the left is absolutely out of control with this whole child abuse thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's because the left tries to hide it, but President like Trump is just he's he's out there about it. You know, I mean, he just volunteers all of this information freely, like it's no big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, Howard Stern's like, "Wow, man, uh, yeah, the uh, the Miss America pageant, like that's you know that's crazy that you you were part of that. Like, what was that like?" He's like, "Oh, it's beautiful. You just barge into the into the dressing rooms and you look at their beautiful breasts, and they're only 15. And he's just volunteering all of this. It's you know, it's fine. So as long as you come out and say it, that means you're not actually doing it, and it's, it's not pedophilia. They, at all. They do they do a moral high ground because I feel like uh, you know. Washington DC's favorite blobfish, Ted Cruz. I can't imagine him having any sexual encounters at any level or effect. So oh, he's horny as fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, well, he, like, no, but he, he likes uh, voyeurist. Yeah, yeah. On nine eleven, when he and it was, he's into voyeuristic milf porn on nine eleven only. Based on his, <laughs> I, I mean, history. I think that's funny, but I think it's fair to say that that an intern did that by accident because Ted Cruz is probably too busy whipping himself in his garage or something. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not fucking his wife. We know that. Oh no, absolutely no. not. No, he yeah, he's not fucking his wife. He's in the garage. He's he's whipping himself. He's t- he's like just fucking gently caressing his choted out micro penis with his pinky while looking at a wanted poster for the Zodiac killer, which is actually his father. And he screams daddy as he comes like a single dust cloud into the air. Yeah. Yep. Just let that, let that that's, marinate. That's how it goes. Yeah. Anna, aren't you happy you came on this podcast? Like, this is really never been happier. I personally and professionally, this is going to be huge for you. <laughs> I mean, the, I, Actually, this is a really bad way to end the week because where else can I go from Ted Cruz coming and saying, Daddy? (laughs) You can go anywhere you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) The world is your oyster. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. Also, how many of these conservative guys just love Brian Singer movies? You ever ever think about that? Because I bet they're real fucking into that shit. That doesn't bother them, though. No, why would it? I mean... (laughs) No, you got to separate the art from the artist and always support the artist, I guess. Yeah, you need that's X-Men. Way to do you need your X-Men fix and, you know, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Well, and, and this is like, if you're thinking about, if, if you had to sum up conservative conspiracies in one simple way, it's that they have an inkling of something that is bad and true. So they're like, pedophilia is bad and it happens and rich people get away with crimes and that's bad and it happens but then they apply it in the dumbest way possible so they're like pedophilia yeah that goes on in the basement of a pizza place in Washington DC that doesn't have a basement or you know it, it, this this cuties movie is a, is a pedophile training video but actual people who have actually sexually abused people that that doesn't fucking matter to me so that's just how their fucking tiny little brains work and uh, it's it's amazing shit. Just just glad to be able to sit back and, and watch it all roll out. Feels good. We're living in great. the QAnon times. But all that being said, uh, the, the, Jeffrey Epstein was totally murdered. Yeah, he was. He, he did not fucking kill himself. Let's be honest with ourselves. Hundred percent murdered. Hundred uh, percent. Okay, so yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only conspiracy theory that I'm totally behind. Like Jeffrey Epstein totally fucking murdered. Let's not kid ourselves at all. Uh, I think it's about time we wrap this up. So. Anna, I forgot to tell you this, but we do this thing called putovers at the end of the show. So basically, we just mention like one movie or TV show or video game or book or whatever that we've consumed recently that we were really into. So uh, I, I won't make you go first because I'm not a dickhead, uh, but just, just so you know what's coming your way. Myros, what are you putting over this week? 
Uh, you know, I've, I've probably got to put over that Mario 3D All-Stars because uh, that's taking up a, a great deal of my time right now. It's just uh, Nintendo did uh, really manage to botch the thing, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't much matter because it's fucking Mario 64 and whatnot. And, uh, I'm just uh, happy to have access to it and I'm enjoying playing it. You know, I, I should also no. put uh, over the ancient episode of, of the podcast where Anna guested for the... Uh, New metal uh, trivia. Oh, new metal trivia. Uh, I was trying to think of what like four episode years it ago. is, but it's 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 like the first ten episodes or something. But uh, wow. yeah, yeah, you could go back and listen to uh, Steve screw me over on uh, a new metal trivia competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. You know, that's right. I I will also say that Disturbed came up on both times I've been on, so I like that a lot. <laughs> we are in fact down <laughs> with the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> we know the best version of Land of Confusion was definitely recorded by Disturbed. Um, I, I have one of those like spiky tusk, uh, like soul patch piercings. It's really cool. Chicks love it. So yeah, we're into Disturbed here. That's our shit. Jack, what are you putting over this week? I'm going to put over a hit cover, The Sound of Silence by Disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put over something that's also bad. Um... I recently Ooh, smiled, friend. Sorry. <laughs> I recently watched uh, Saturday Night Fever, which is an okay movie. It's pretty okay. The main theme of the movie is it's not like disco fun and happiness. It's a real drama, and the main thread of it is it's about a, a, a young man learning he's not like the protagonist of the universe, and that's the movie. And it's actually pretty great drama. A lot of people forget that amidst all the, the disco excess. But um, I'm going to put over its sequel from 1983, Staying Alive, directed by Sylvester Stallone, for some goddamn reason, who also co-wrote it, <laughs> um, of which undoes everything the original film does. It's about how if you work hard enough, you can indeed become the protagonist of the universe amidst terrible butt rock written by Frank Stallone. Um, it is awful beyond words. It is very shiny. It's uh, unlike anything I've seen in a long time. So, yeah, check it out. Um, bring beer or something. Um, it also, in 1983, still features Beachy songs for some goddamn reason. Just they figured that was really important to the brand. So it features a bunch of Beachy songs you probably never heard. Um, unlike the ones on Saturday Night Fever, which are the Beachy songs everyone has heard. So yeah, Staying Alive, directed by Frank, or by Sly Stallone, with with music by Frank Stallone. Uh, However bad you think it's going to be, it's probably going to undercut your expectations. So um, yeah, enjoy that. Dude, Frank Stallone's the better Stallone brother at this point. Did you hear, like, Sly Stallone is, he's re-editing Rocky IV for the the, uh, the remaster? Yeah, he's taking fucking the robot out. Yeah, that's the best part. Napoleon, got your robot. (laughs) <laughs> Unironically, Rocky Four is the best Rocky film, like hands down. Mm-hmm. It is a, hands it down. may this be Sylvester Stallone's best film overall. Not joking, an incredible feat of filmmaking. Um, so yeah, if he fucks that up, that's ugh. oh. Uh, <laughs> by the way, quick interjection, Steve. That is in fact episode seven, uh, seven entitled oh, "Everyone up. in This seven. Room Is Now Dumber for Having Listened to It." That's correct. <laughs> This is probably a redux. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, redux. This is this is round two. Uh, Anna, what are you putting over this week? Okay, I was trying to think of something that is 
so bad that it's good, but I couldn't do it. I just have something that's good. Um, it's called uh, a book. It's it's a book called Breasts and Eggs by Miyako Kawakami. She's Japanese. And I picked this because I read it recently. And it's also about womanhood. And it is specifically about a Japanese woman who uh, wants to have a kid but doesn't want to get married and doesn't want to have a relationship. And, like, a single mom is very taboo in Japan. But there are sperm banks these days. So the book is, like, an exploration of all of this. And it's uh, very very fun to read if you are into books because the main character is a writer herself. And also, like, it will make you want to go to Japan and just go drink in a bar in Japan every night. Works for me. And this is this is the rare put over that's actually thematically linked to the discussion on the yeah, podcast. So I, you're I, actually better yeah. at the podcast than we are. <laughs> to, to be fair, my put over was also about insane right wingers inadvertently. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And my put over was about uh, people who are uh, juvenile and uh, haven't accepted adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You're right. We're See, all thematically all linked. Everyone hit it. It's all good. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this week, I'm going to put over multiple things because I can do whatever I want because I'm fucking hosting this thing. <laughs> so uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, check out Black Girl. It's streaming on the Criterion channel. It's amazing. Also, it's an hour long. Like, what are you doing with your life? You don't have a fucking hour to watch an amazing movie. Watch Black Girl. Watch Welcome to the Dollhouse. It's not streaming on the Criterion channel, but you can obtain it pretty easily. So check that out. It's wonderful. Also, I'm going to put over something uh, called The Dragon Lives Again which was recently put out by Gold Ninja Video. And it's a Bruce exploitation movie of sorts where <laughs> after Bruce Lee died, they continued to make Bruce Lee movies, but with fake Bruce Lee's. And this one takes it to the next level with its like copyright infringement because it kind of includes elements of The Godfather and The Exorcist and also Popeye the Sailor Man's in it, which they definitely the, didn't have the rights my to use. My copy of that is in the mail, Steve. I cannot wait. <laughs> It's uh, it's beautiful stuff. It's it's the highest highest level of art that you can achieve. Absolutely incredible. So check that out. I, I don't know if, if uh, Gold Ninja has any copies of it left on Blu-ray, but it's also kind of like a public. I don't know if it's public domain, but you can get it on YouTube. I'm sure. So you can watch it. Just Google it. You'll find it. But it's it's worth your time. Drink six beers, and it'll probably be the best thing you've ever seen. Uh, other than that, I guess uh, we'll wrap things up. So. If you're listening right now, if you have any uh, questions, concerns, death threats, marriage proposals, if you want to yell at us about cuties, if you want to call Myros a pedophile, optimismvaccine at gmail.com is the place to do that. Or, or you can yell at us on Twitter at optimismvaccine. That's always an available option. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now, check out the links that are in the description. One will take us take you to our iTunes page where you can give us a five-star written review, unless you're going to review bomb us, in which case, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> you can also see the link to our Patreon page. Head over to patreon.com backslash optimism vaccine. If you got a couple bucks to throw our way, that would help a lot. Podcasts cost money, all the hosting, all the making Jack not sound like shit. It, it takes work. It takes money. It still requires don't a have lot any of work. It. Yeah, it still does. Still does. Uh, there's parts of you that no amount of money can fix though, Jack. And that's why we love you. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm here for, buddy. Anyways, uh, that pretty much wraps things up. So, uh, you know, I, I, I guess we normally give Jake the last word. Anna, 
thank you for being here. I'm going to give you the last word this time. Oh, dear. Well, that's fine. And you know what? Ben Shapiro is going to back you up. Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effing with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. 